Siberia is not a place that you ever want to get involved in a dance battle. It's cold, and when you dance, you work up a sweat, and then you're going to get pneumonia. But it is a place where Russian women spoon you on the floor of a lodge, apparently. Don't be on the floor of the lodge. We then continue our Siberian quest. In City Wave Cinema, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. That's James. I'm America. Hello. We continue our Siberian quest of Knuckles. Nope. Nope. Sonic and yep. Tails. There you go. Um, following the map to get to the beginning of the quest. Yeah, they they make it seem like you're gonna when you get to the spot you're gonna get to the emerald. That's a negative, Ghost Rider. But you're not. But you do get the compass to go find the emerald, and that's dumb. Yes. It, they built a bigger, like, well, I guess not. They built a whole temple, though, and shrine and all this shit, and the emerald's not even there. Um... And lo and behold, guess who was stalking them and following them somehow magically... This whole time. It's Knuckles and Robotnik. Woo! Shocking. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, mean, I never guessed. Um, there's a funny line and exchange between Sonic and Robotnik where Sonic said, who brings a convertible to Siberia? That's just dumb. And Robotnik says, uh, someone who can turn up the heat with a flick of a switch. And then proceeds to not flick a switch and just push push a bunch of buttons. He's, yeah, it's whatever. on a touch screen. It was annoying. I. It's a dumb gag. I said that was not a flick of a switch. That was touching a screen, Robotnik. But good try, solid effort. And then we get a really cool sequence of Sonic snowboarding down a hill while Robotnik's uh robots, robots chase after him, and Knuckles is also chasing after him. And this scene feels like a video game, and it tickled all the happy nostalgia things in my brain real nicely. Made all the happy feelings. Definitely played like a Sonic Adventure 2 battle sequence. And then because we have to, anytime there's a fast-moving character, yeah. we, uh, we get a Quicksilver scene. <laughs> Slow-mo all the way, Sonic dodging lasers. Throwing missiles with his hands. Moving robots. You know, the... The usual. The whole shebang. Um, the classic, if you will. And he ends up getting tripped up at some point. I think it's because of Knuckles. I don't yes, remember. Yes, it's because of Knuckles. Um, and hanging off a cliff where all the rest of his rings fall out of his sack. Yep. They're lost in the Siberian avalanche. And I said, this is why we don't waste rings, Sonic. This is why we don't waste rings. Also, get a better bag. Honestly. Instead of a drawstring, might I suggest a fanny pack? Zippered pouch? Pocket? A any other way to carry items? A any other In way? In your shoe? No, he's got to run. Can't have weird fuckery going on in his shoes. Um, 
We then flash back to the wedding for reasons that we don't yet understand. But we will shortly, and they will not make sense. Um, where Sonic tries calling... What's his fucking name? Uh, Tom, Tom. the Donut Lord, because... Yes. This whole chase sequence and everything with uh, Robotnik and Knuckles and Tails and Sonic. Oh, we missed the seed planting of friendship between Sonic and Knuckles. I was gonna Knuckles. jump back to it because okay. I realized we missed it too. We also missed the fact that Tails has been knocked unconscious and there's now an avalanche chasing. Right. Yeah, there's some critical bits that have gone twisty. Um, but Knuckles and Sonic do have a moment of like realization that they've been. They've both been in kind of shitty circumstances due to the same event. Yep. And they're about to bond, and then Tails throws one of Tails' tech items at Knuckles and, like, traps him. And then Tails gets hurt. Uh, Knuckles joins back up with Robotnik. Avalanche. Sonic grabs Tails and starts snowboarding away from the avalanche instead of running. Right. Because he could run faster than the avalanche, but instead we're going to snowboard because we got to make up some tension for this movie somehow and also get Sonic to Hawaii. Yep. So we, uh, Sonic calls Tom the Donut Lord on his phone. Tom ignores the call because it's in the middle of Rachel's wedding. And Literally the, in the middle. And the ringer goes off, and everyone's, like, glaring at him, so he's just like, ah, sorry, and just shuts it away. And then Sonic texts him, which is the same, the same alert tone. as his phone calls, and super loud in the middle of the wedding, and also how Sonic managed to send a text while snowboarding, carrying tails, and avoiding avalanche. I don't know. Um, and then, so, Donut Lord and... Sonic FaceTime Tom and Sonic FaceTime. And Sonic's like, I need you to use the ring. Here's where it comes back. I need you to use the ring that I gave you to bring me home. Just throw it and envision this place and I can get through. And Tom tries to do that and realizes that he switched up the rings. And they're in the middle of the ring exchange of the wedding. Oopsie. So... Tom hangs up the phone with Sonic and goes and tries to get the rings. And it's just cringe. Immediately cringe. It's so bad. James had to get up off the couch and walk away. Okay. I had to... Oh, boy. Was it bad. I had to pause it for a minute. Um, My secondhand embarrassment is so strong during this whole thing. Um, And then Tom punches... Rachel's fiance, Randall, to get the ring. A bold maneuver. And then throws the ring, doesn't run away, throw it somewhere privately, doesn't do anything. No, throws it in the middle of this crowd of fucking people in the perfect place so that Sonic, Tails, and all the snow following them can come through the portal. Now, here's where the plot falls apart entirely. Also, Rachel's life sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Rachel's just got a shitty life. Like, I understand she's a bitch, but wow, she's... From tying her to her chair and leaving her there to everything that happens right now for the rest of this movie, Rachel's life sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Sucks a lot. Um, Carry on about your anger of the plot. So, 
here's where the plot falls apart, okay? Sonic and Tails come through in the snow. Uh, Sonic immediately tries to dig Tails out and get him to wake up because he's been concussed and knocked out with the explosives from Eggman. And fucking someone tosses an electronic net on Sonic, and everyone goes, what? Basically tases him. So he's tases him immobilized. And him at the same time. And then everyone from the wedding whips out a taser? There's no guns in this movie, because we're... Don't they, worry, they show tanks later, but... No, no guns. guns. There's literally no guns in this movie other than Tails' tech gun. Every the, the SWAT personnel have guns. Do they? The gun personnel? Yeah. Okay. But that's that's no, later. No No civilians will be shown or no would be civilians will be shown wielding a weapon. Even cops. Cause I think they have it on their belt, they just don't touch it. Yeah, it's it's always a taser. Right. So fucking every guest at the wedding, all the bridal party that isn't like Rachel and her gals whips out a taser. And the fucking Olive Garden guy from the first movie shows up and announces that they are detaining Sonic Tails and uh, Tom for an indeterminate amount of time as they have formed a new organization called Gun, which is... True, that's what happens in the games. Is Sonic has to contend with the gun po folks. So are they... But the logistics of this happening are so far beyond the concept of reality. Because why is there a sting operation at this wedding to obtain Sonic? When Sonic hasn't been in Hawaii the whole time. And they already know he hangs out with Tom, so why wouldn't they go to Tom's house? Or better yet, if they really wanted to do, like, a sting operation or anything, like, maybe hold Tom for ransom and Sonic will fucking show up. I just, I don't, they, they accidentally their way into catching Sonic because Sonic just happened to need an escape route from the avalanche. Also, like, what would happen if, like, Sonic didn't need to come there? Like, would Randall and Rachel be actually married and, like, this just continues on for some time? I don't, I don't know. It's the worst part of the plot because it can, uh, it's one of those things where a very, very ultra-specific set of events needs to happen in a very specific set, or in a very specific order, in order for this plot point to occur and that it's it's beyond the realm of possibility like under no circumstances should they have just had a sting ready at this wedding there's no reason for it if the goal for them is to catch sonic why are they in hawaii sonic was spotted in seattle those two places aren't close to each other. They're not even remotely close to each other. 
And even then, if they're just monitoring Tom, they'll find Sonic because they live in the same house. Yeah, it's not like... In Green Hills! It's not like Sonic's being subtle either. He's running all over the map in Green Hills. I don't... It just... It makes no sense. The Suicide Squad movies both have more coherent plots than this. Um... Anyways. So they take... They hold Sonic and Tails and Tom all captive, which leaves Rachel and Maggie. Maddie. Maddie. Um, with Tails' bag of goodies. With Tails' tech bag of ex machina. And they just start using Tails' tech to take out guards and rescue Tom and Sonic, and they have no idea what any of it does, and they just start throwing things at people. And yep, it's wild. It It's reckless and dangerous. Very. And, like, if, if there's like a... Anti-gravity port like Oh, that guy should be dead. That launches this guy so high into the air, and he falls down later, and he definitely, James is right, should be dead, because it wasn't like... It was like several stories. Like, he went up and over the Four Seasons Oahu, and down on the other side. Um, Ought to be dead. There's, like, this boomerang thing that, like knocks you in like a bat like a battering almost like it has a mind of its own and knocks people unconscious um there's a gun which also rachel's psychotic break is an excellent scene her driving the the golf cart cart and going randall wifey's here like fucking great like it's my only problem with it is I feel like you would get a more raw, realistic performance if you bumped the rating up to PG-13 and allowed people to say more realistic things for the scenario. Like, sprinkle in... I know too many people who are like this. Sprinkle in a few profanities. They don't have to be bad. They don't have to be major league. They don't have to be the emphasis of the sentence. But... No one has this psychotic break and doesn't say a swear word. It's not real. Fucking, I mean, look what I just did now. Like, it 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 feels very kids movie in this moment, even though it's a very adult situation. And it's totally appropriate for the audience that it's for. But watching it, I was like, this would be more entertaining to me if... She called him a motherfucker one time. Yeah. Like, that would have been w- super funny. But it is a kid's movie. Is one of those people me, James? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? James is like, I know people who are like this in real life, and my brain went... On your drive home from work tomorrow, I'm going to tally your swears. <laughs> I'm going to make a tally. On a piece of paper while you talk to me. About the... Of every time you say a swear. And when you get home, I'm going to show you that tally. And then I'm going to send it to all your coworkers. Um, it's going to be hilarious. They're going to be like, what is this? Rachel, in her anger at her being catfished, 
um, has a Tails Tech gun that she is pointing at Olive Garden guy. And it's straight up a vaporizer. Yeah, it's not like a lit. It's the, it's one of the only guns in the movie, and one of the only guns that we see. It's the only gun we see fired. And it legitimately like is like a plasma gun, and like entirely like explodes their cake. Because she fires it, she's pointing it at the guy, and then she's like, to prove a point, she's like, he's like, is that even a real gun? Because it does look like a toy. Because it looks tails like a toy. tech. So she points it over here and goes, guess it was real, wasn't it? James right. It should have a swear. It should have a swear. But the actor who does it, holy shit, what a performance. Really gives manic, insane person energy. It is great. Really good scene work. Could use a swear or two to emphasize. Just my personal preference. And then this insane bitch throws the gun on the ground. Oh yeah, she does do that immediately. Doesn't make any fucking sense. For no reason. And also, no one else goes... Like, if I was Olive Garden guy, I'm going to pick up that fucking gun. Like, what... What is everyone doing? It, the, the, it really... James is not wrong. This whole one we get to Hawaii bit with Sonic is... Uh, it's where everything starts to really fall apart. Because the people just start making non-rational decisions and things don't make sense. Um, they, uh, Maddie, Maddie, uh, breaks out Sonic and Tom and Tails. Tails is still unconscious for, to give Sonic a complex, basically, um, because now Sonic's like a, no, nobody else is getting hurt. I'm going to do this on my own. I'm, you guys are staying here, like, blah, blah, blah. You know, that whole hero complex where... I'm gonna, you can't come join me, you can't be with me, you can't, because I'm, you're gonna get hurt. That whole, sh now Sonic's on that boat, too. Um, and then there's something that, I don't think we've talked about this entire podcast, but it's a plot that they really shoved into this movie, and I don't like it because it feels forced, and it feels like a little bit like it's just because. Because we needed to have this thing. Because we needed to do something to make tension in this movie. And so, the, for this entire movie, they've been making a point of the fact that Sonic can't swim. It, that's a true character thing. And Sonic... In the game, Sonic can't swim. ...doesn't like water. Yes. That's fine that it's a thing in the games. But mm -hmm. it just really felt like we were really, like, shoehorning it in there and shoving it in just to m manufacture some tension in this particular movie. Like, I un I, I understand that that's like a can canonic thing that Sonic cannot swim and does not like water. It just felt like we were, like, really hammering it home for this particular movie. When we didn't mention it a single time in the last one. I think, like, if, if we'd mentioned it before in the last one, that'd be different. Yeah. Than if we just brought it up for this one and then felt the need to mention it like 10, 15 times before we get to the real portion of where it's going to be a problem. Um, also, what's up with these blue alien creatures not being able to swim? <laughs> Stitch had a similar problem, and I'm just curious, like, why is water... Why, why is water? Why is it always water, as Sonic would say? Very Indiana Jones. It's very funny. Um, 
And then we get another sequence that feels a lot like a video game and tickles all the nice things in my brain um, where we get to a temple level. If you, I don't know if you've ever been in a temple level in a video game. They're all the same. They're all the same and they all suck ass in like a good, like they're just difficult and they, annoying. They suck ass so much we made an entire iPhone game out of it in the early 2010s. God, Run. I haven't thought about Temple what Run a, in a what minute. What a legendary video game. Legendary video game, Temple Run. Oh, I used to be terrible at it. I haven't thought about Temple, Temple Run, Run in a minute. We got Temple Run because of those Temple levels. Temple Run! Look at that. I've cre I've brain-bombed her just now. She Head in her hands. I just... Bewildered. It's you. You ever like have something that consumes so much of your life, and then you forget about it for like an extended period of time, and someone mentions it, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Oh god, yeah, that was a thing that definitely happened, and I spent a lot of time involved in that. Oh my god, that's kind of where my brain went. Just like hours of my life, like boop, 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 like sideswiping on my freaking phone. Um. They all get to uh, the center of this temple at basically the same time. Knuckles, Robotnik, and Sonic, for reasons. Uh, Sonic and or Knuckles and uh, Robotnik use a GPS through Robotnik magic. Yes. To get to the center of the temple, to get to the uh, emerald. And Sonic, and Sonic just runs real fast. Sonic just brute forces his way through. He just runs real fast. Everything. Um, and then I made my second Naruto reference because this entire sequence that happens between Sonic and Knuckles in this little fight scene is so Sasuke Naruto fight that it is ridiculous. It's the same color scheme. It's the same freaking... I'm here because I have friends and loved ones that I care about. I'm here to defend my clan and restore honor. Blah, blah, blah. It's the same fucking fight. It's the same fucking fight. Yeah. All the while, over here in the background, there's this crazy man who's uh, got a whole separate plan that he's working on that has nothing that has somewhat to do with both of them. And they're just over here fighting it out and not really paying attention. It's basically Naruto. That's that's my soapbox. I'm off of it now. Um, and just as I said, Robotnik takes the emerald as Sonic and Knuckles are fighting it out. And he absorbs it? Yes. In a, uh, we don't see it actively happen, but in an odd video game moment... Robotnik grabs the emerald and just whoop. and uh, we get sky laser. Yeah. Oh no, the sky laser disappears. Yeah, the sky Sorry. laser disappears because the sky laser has been there since they found the since they found the location. The location. Yeah. And Robotnik just poof vanishes, gone. Yep. Um, and then the temple, as all temples do when you're in these video games, starts to. Crumble around you, and you gotta get out. And this is where the tempo run really comes in. Um, Knuckles gets stuck under a pillar, 
Sonic goes back to save him. Uh, Sonic almost drowns. Knuckles saves Sonic. Now we're on the same team. Woo! Um. Yep, we finally get our hero, our hero sequence. And then Tails shows up in a biplane. Extremely helpful. To rescue Sonic and... It does make the very funny joke that no one has ever needed more rescuing than Sonic. Yes. Which is really funny because he's only known Sonic for about two days. No, but there were lots of, like, really, like, solid Tails lines about Sonic that, like, have been through the whole movie. It's basically, like, only Sonic could do this. Only Sonic can do this. And so then the last one I think he says is, only Sonic could need saving this much. Right. Which is absolutely fair. Can we talk about the amount of times in the video games alone that Son- that Tails has rescued, like, come into, like, s- been needed to, like, save Sonic? All or grab time. Sonic? All the time. Or fly Sonic? All the time. Tails should get more credit for the work Tails does. Yes. Um. And then... We go back... And I don't think we ever talked about the Mean Bean... Uh, we mentioned it briefly, but it's basically the new headquarters in Green Hills for uh, Robotnik Robotnik's evil and Stone. Lair. Yeah, and Wade has broken in there and found Robotnik and found Stone and handcuffed him and has been interrogating him at Laser Point or Taser Point. Sorry, Taser Point at Butter Knife Point. Well, he also has a taser when he walks in there and yeah, Butter Knife. As much artificial violence as we can put into this uh, kids' movie. Country bumpkin. That is about what we're going to do. Which, I mean, I appreciate with all the things that are going on in uh, our country. I can't say our world. In our country right now. I could say the world, but this is a purely American issue, really. Um, With everything going on in our country, as far as like. guns and things are concerned. I can really appreciate the effort that the movie put behind it to not help further any bad things in children's brains. That's about as non-politically as I can say that. Um, So we have Robotnik shows back up to the Mean Bean. Well, he teleports it. Yeah, he teleports there. And then he does teleporting a little bit more. And takes Wade hostage. Takes Wade, it wasn't hard. Yeah. Takes Wade, I could have taken Wade hostage if I really thought about it. Most people could have taken Wade hostage. Um, and then the entire military? Gun. Not the military, it's gun. The entirety of gun, which is also just military am i wrong well it's it's technically a semi-private militia militia specifically to apprehend sonic and like creatures so also robotnik no they don't fuck with that guy either so why did gun go after robotnik then because he's a bad guy. 
but no. It used to be that they were the what I was ghost saying, organization that were funding Robotnik. What I was saying, though, is Gun is also after Yes, Robotnik. Gun is after Robotnik. Okay. You confused me for a minute there, because you were like, no, and I was like... I was confused. Um, Are we all both not confused? I don't know. Solid. Um, I'm non-functional. I genuinely... I have a I have a thing. Okay. I don't like when people in m- any form of media get mass amounts of power all at once mm-hmm. and wield it seamlessly. There's no learning curve. There's no accidental oopsies. It, it, I feel it frustrates me because, like, I feel like heroes always have, like, this training montage and we got to learn how to use our powers and blah, 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 And then somebody just gets, like, this insane amount of power and they're just, like, nailed it. Okay, so. I know how the Emerald works and I know you? that it operates on thought, like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. I got it. So you think it, it does it. I got it. What? What squinty face? What squishy face? What? If you ignore what people say about the mysticism of the Master Emerald in the movie, mm-hmm. what you see with your eyes is the Chaos Emeralds and the Master Emerald, both forms of the Master Emerald, because seven Chaos Emeralds make the Master Emerald, when held and obtained by an individual enhance that individual's already strong points with Sonic. It turns him into hypersonic. He goes golden. He is faster, stronger, more stern for some reason, but still silly. Uh, When Robotnik has it, it heightens his intellect, which was already extremely high. And it, he's already a master tactician and has all these, like, he, he has a genius level IQ as a character. And then to just throw gasoline on that fire is what the Emerald does. So it stands to reason that, you're right, in a lot of other media, characters will come into a lot of power and not fumble once. Which is silly. Robotnik, it makes a lot more sense that he would not fumble because it just basically steroids his brain and his intelligence level. But if it's just heightening his base abilities, how is he able to teleport? And then how is he also able to basically telepathy machines apart in order to make one big robot? It gave him superpowers. It didn't just heighten his abilities. He's able to teleport. He controls lightning now. He... Okay, but that what, your complaint is that he doesn't fuck up with his power. Yes. What I'm saying is, he of all people would not fuck up with newly obtained superpowers because his intellect also gets the juice. So he would he would just know. Because he's already that smart. It just makes him even more. Okay. If fucking Tom absorbed it, he would bumble about like a moron. 
And then he would, he, he, you remember uh, Adam Smasher from Black Adam? Yes. That's what happens when someone who doesn't know what they're doing has superpowers. He knocks his buddy out of the air. He steps on cars on accident. He knocks a statue over because he just doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. That's what you're looking for. Yes. But Adam Smasher is a like 18-year-old dumbass. Dr. Robotnik is already a doctor and an extremely intelligent scientist and tactician. All right, fine. Notate this down as a day I want an argument. It's 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 still dumb. It's a Oh, no one's going to say it's not dumb, but there's just an explanation for it. I feel like I feel like it's a really like you got to stretch for that explanation. I don't feel like I stretched at all. <sighs> Knuckles is my favorite. 4K. Because whoever wrote Knuckles' dialogue needs a fucking raise. And the line delivery is (laughs) fucking phenomenal. And everything from... The tiny magic hedgehog is destroyed. (laughs) Like, it's just... He just says, most of the time I was cracking up was because Knuckles was being... (laughs) An absolute insane creature. Like he's, Go to your quest to death and die with honor. Yes, exactly. Like he's like, <laughs> I just every, it's, so, it's it's good. It's really funny. Like if you watch, if you don't watch this movie for any other reason, watch go, it for the Knuckles dialogue. Watch it for Knuckles. Like just go and listen to him because, like, like I said, it's it's coupled with like the lines, and then the delivery is just so fucking perfect. It's so deadpan serious. That you're, it's it's hard not to crack up because y- you fully believe that Knuckles believes everything that Knuckles is saying at all times, and it's just it's it's great. Um, really got pumped about the Eggman mech. Oh, that was super fun. Uh, it was it was super it was super great. Um, Robotnik makes a note about uh, Sonic at one point. Um, he's, he makes a comment of, you're just like a blister, you always come back, and I just sat there and I was like, blisters, blisters don't typically come back, Robotnik. I have questions. And that was probably a Jim Carrey improvised line, because, well, it's Jim Carrey and most of these probably were. Yeah, Um, so, Jim, I've got, I've got a question for you about what kind of blisters you've had in your life. (laughs) Ass blisters, probably. Because. From having too much talent. Blisters don't come back. Blisters, yeah, they don't, they... You can have new blisters in the same place, but they don't, they're not like a reoccurring thing. Um. I'm trying to find some funny Knuckles lines. Uh, we learned from this particular Sonic movie that reading manuals is important because upon reading the manual, Stone found out that the mustache on the Eggman mech just goes and crushes people. And, very, very funny. Uh, Robotnik didn't even know it did that. So yeah, he built the thing. Pretty cool. Um, Knuckles continues to be my favorite, probably because he said some really line. Uh, he breaks in there and he... So the whole plan to take down the Eggman mech is to have Sonic distract 
Robotnik because Robotnik is like like any villain, single-mindedly driven on destroying their hero. So Sonic draws all of his attention and then Tails and Knuckles basically creep up on the back of the robot, break in, and Tails does one final distraction with Tails Tech where he makes all the copies of himself. And then... We also missed the part where Eggman launches the mech to the song Domination by Pantera, and it's fucking pristine. And he does... Da- it the, the mech functions akin to, like, a marionette puppet in that it just sort of mimics the movement that Eggman is doing as he hovers inside it because he's got the emerald inside him. So while Eggman's doing all this dancing around... And all this, like, exaggerated, obvious Jim Carrey movement. The giant fucking mech is also doing all of that movement. And it's super silly and fun. And it's it makes the movie fun. It's fun, I tell you. My apologies. Carry on. They break in. Knuckles punches the emerald out of Robotnik. Yeah. Here's, Just straight gives him the business. Here's my problem with kids' movies nowadays. We spend a lot of the time building up to this really big fight, and then the fight's over in, like, a minute. I... Yeah. It's just over too fast. It's too easy. We spend all the time building up, like, these really big, awesome boss fights, and then they're over... In two point five seconds, it's like uh, it's like James's D D combats. <laughs> um, and then uh, so Knuckles punch. I'm sorry. Come back, James. No, you're mean. Knuckles punches the Chaos Emerald out of Robotnik. Uh, it. Breaks? Question mark. I, I don't. It shatters. Yeah. Why? Why does shatter? Why does shatter? Yeah. Because Knuckles is the most formidable warrior in all of the galaxy, and he punched it with his giant ham fist. I just feel like a magical emerald should be a little bit more. Well, it does. Sturdy. It, it cracks at first, and then the more it gets manhandled after it falls out of the mech. Then it shatters. All right. Well, the the emerald shatters and exposes the chaos emeralds, which uh, Robotnik can still control the mech. So he's coming to like murder Sonic and his Sonic's family. But then Sonic absorbs the chaos emeralds and becomes what is it called? Hypersonic. Hypersonic, and just kicks Robotnik's ass. Um, I also wrote, so is Robotnik dead now, or, because Robotnik basically dies. Like, he should not survive. He will survive. Um, because we didn't see a body, and also he's the villain of the Sonic universe. But he should not survive. Um, and then Sonic expels the Chaos Emeralds out of his body, and they just disappear. And we don't know where they go. And we don't know what happened to them. 
But then Knuckles takes the rubble of the other chaos or of the of the master emerald and smushes it to make a new one. But the new one isn't powered by the chaos emeralds because the chaos emerald disappeared. So I'm confused again. Okay, here's what happened. Okay. It was a blink and you miss it moment, and I'm kind of bothered that they did it like this, but here's what happened. When they go to pick up the Master Emerald after it's been on the ground, and it shatters into a million pieces. And the Chaos Emeralds tumble out. You see the Chaos Emeralds tumble out. Yes, and then Sonic absorbs them. Right. The Echidnas in this iteration of Sonic were the most knowledgeable and at a certain point, I I believe in this, I read a lot of Sonic lore. I believe in this iteration, they forged the Emerald. Yes. So Knuckles would, based on tribal tradition of learning all the shit, would know how to take the Chaos Emeralds that were there and mush them together to form the Master Emerald. Yes. But the Chaos Emeralds were not there. The Chaos Emeralds disappeared. Sonic pushed them out of his chest. They went into the sky. Knuckles picks up the rubble that was the Chaos Emerald. I thought I saw the Chaos Emeralds in the rubble. Or well, that was the Master Emerald and smushes it and then makes a new Master Emerald, but the Chaos Emeralds are not in the Master Emerald. I thought I saw them in there. I mean, you can look it up. I could be wrong. You can pull up the scene. I don't care, but th- that's what I saw. I saw him pick up all the little green shards off the ground, go, and then there was an emerald. Which makes no sense based on everything that you told me about, not you, but like the movie told me about emeralds up until this point. Um. Anyways, while James looks that up, we have a happy ending uh, scene. Where basically Tails, Sonic, and Knuckles agree to be a team and guard the new Emerald um, to protect the universe. And we get a fun little scene where they're teaching Knuckles basically how to have fun and enjoy himself. And they teach him how to play baseball. Everything in that scene is so funny. And Knuckles is great. Um, And then they take... Knuckles to go get ice cream. And I just, I'm telling you, watch it for Knuckles because every line that Knuckles says in that entire scene and sequence is hilarious. They're all one big happy family. We get some really, really awesome um, retroly animated credits. It's the whole movie. It's the whole plot of the movie, just in retro Sonic animation. Um, And like, it's like an actual Sonic video game. Really good, really cool. We get the... Uh, we get the scene, we get the end credit scene, or mid credit scene now, um, teasing the next one, Sonic 3, which will be out in December 2024, and we're bringing in Shadow. So, that Sonic, the Hedgehog, to, look, we did make two episodes out of it. We did know, it. We did, we had the content, I guess. Um. I don't have an answer for you. Okay. I wish I did, but it just says he forges a new one out of the shards. That's not how that's not how it works. 
That's how. Okay, listen here, movie. You spent all this time teaching me about how the fucking emerald worked. You spent a lot of fucking time talking about how the emerald work and how you need the chaos emeralds and how the chaos emeralds make the master emerald and the sonic lore also confirms that. And then you get rid of the chaos emeralds in some witchcraft nonsensey way that we don't even know where they went or where they go or if they still exist or anything. And then you take the shards of a broken one and just make a fucking new one which shouldn't even be powered because there's no chaos emeralds and there's nothing to power the emerald so maybe it's just a rock i don't know there's nothing is real everything is made up i have issues i have a lot more issues with your movie than i did when i came to start this podcast i've become very upset about this whole emerald nonsense and you better fix it didn't take long in the next one, because you spend so much time explaining it. It'd be different if, like, they hadn't explained anything. It was just like, you can just make emeralds. So that'd be fucking fine. But you didn't. You explained how it's made. You explained how they did it. You explained what you need to do and what is needed. And you didn't have the things to make a new one. And that's that. End of story. Goodbye. All done. See you next time. Bye.